morning, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right, here we go again. This is uh, Anything Goes with uh, Darren Frost, Christina Walkinshaw. My name's Dave Martin, and this is the week of December the 12th, 2012. We're coming on to the mind destruction of the world. Yes. Yeah, but nobody, I don't think anyone in this room believes all that. No. Who cares? No. <laughs> Who cares if the world's going to go to shit? Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, a monkey locked in an Ikea, but we yes. got more important things uh, yeah, We'll on. talk about that a little bit later on. Well, we can get into that. Uh, monkey in an Ikea. Monkey. We'll lots of monkeys in Ikea. It would have been cool uh, if the monkey had an Ikea uniform on, too. That yeah. would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, we have a, uh, a special guest calling us uh, in to the uh, show this week. Uh, it is uh, Steve-O, um, and I'll let Darren Frost explain all that. Yeah, so uh, Steve-O is performing at the uh, Yuck Yucks and Ajax, which is a suburb of Toronto, and uh, we got, um, on the, got him on the phone, and we had a nice 13-minute-long uh, interview. So normally we do a bit of, you know, back and forth off the top, but we just wanted to center this out right, uh, right away. So this is Steve-O, uh, our conversation with him uh, from Los Angeles. Steve-O, how are you? I'm very well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So uh, you have four shows coming up in, in Toronto, as we already said. What can people expect from the Steve-O stand-up show that you got going on at the Yuck Yucks? Uh, well, you know, it's filthy comedy and uh, silly stunts is what it's all about, man. Right. You, know, you can expect to walk out of that little comedy club thinking, man, Steve-O is funnier than I thought. And that son of a bitch is still crazy. Right. Now, now, now when people uh, uh, come to see you, do they want to hear more, like, stories of the jackass years? Or do they actually sort of want observational comedy and, like, just regular sort of uh, joke telling? I stick to my own experience, you know, and, uh, and I've had a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So... Well, it's just because I, I went to go and see uh, McFoley, and a lot of the fans that come out to see him, you know, they've they've read his book and they know so much about him. And I'm just sort of curious whether people want to hear if it's just like uh, sort of your experiences, or they just observational, you know, jokes that you're telling about, uh, you know. Well, your... I mean, if I if I was just going to go and get a lecture about uh, about my experience, that would be really lame. But uh, if I, you know, I'm careful to only tell stories. That uh, that are hilarious and have jokes. All in, 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 I mean, it's 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 a comedy show. I mean, I'm telling jokes. Right on. You know, yeah, like you build you build the jokes into the stories about transvestites sucking your dick and stuff. You know. No, yeah, all good. Yep. Now, how how many uh, how many shows have you been doing on this tour? Is this uh, like just a certain leg of the tour, or is this kind of ramping up? How long have you been on the road? Um, it's, I've been on the road for, uh, the majority of the last two years. Right. Yeah, even, even actually more than two years now by a hair. Um, but at this point, um, at this point I'm down to just a handful of dates, um, on my schedule and I, and I intend to keep it that way and focus on other stuff. Now, now uh, you were, you know, I mean, as a, as a comic yourself, you're not, uh, you didn't sort of climb the comedy ladder traditionally. I mean, have you run into sort of stand-ups that have been in the comedy trenches for like 10 years that hold it against you or anything like that? No, I mean, you would kind of expect 
uh, some haters because yeah, I did kind of jump in and uh, and then immediately have my own tour. Right. I mean, you jumped right up to headlining status without sort of going the uh, you know the, the right. feature or host sort of route. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I, to be honest, I've I've had a, a lot more support than I ever would have expected. I would have expected there to be be more haters, but I think people can see that I'm serious about it. You know. I think, um, you know, from watching you on, on the show, Jackass, and the movies, and even seeing you in interviews, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm a bit of an elitist comic, and, I, and I, I don't want to call myself a hater, but I take stand-up very serious. I think one of the reasons comics would probably give you a bit of leeway is because you come across very endearing when you are interviewed. You don't come across like, you know, the idea of a jackass. You don't come across arrogant. You don't come across like you're an asshole. You know what I mean? And I think when people see what you're trying to do, I think they will give you a bit of leeway because of your inherent character that's behind it well i appreciate that man that's a nice thing to say and uh, i do find that that people are kind of rooting for me which is which is great and uh yeah like, like i said man i'm serious about comedy i really am right know? what, what are, oh sorry go been, on it's, it's been over six years since uh since i first tried it out so i mean i don't know it's not a long time or anything but uh but I remember from the first time, I, I, I was in love with it. I knew I was going to do it more. Right. Well, it's not like you're a screech or anything like that. You know, you're not uh, hearing. <laughs> The uh, now, like, what other like comics in- inspired you as far as like uh, stand-up goes? Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but uh, this guy called Big J Okerson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's been on the show. Yeah. He's been on the show. Yes. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. Big J is great. Like and even yeah. and even Jay Okerson, he's not like your sort of like uh, you know joke a minute guy. He's very much like you were saying. Like he he'll take a story that happened to him and then he'll sort right. of put rewrite new jokes into it just to sure. punch up the story itself. Right. That's a, yeah. That's you know I didn't really think of it, but but as far as you know, like we 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 do have a similar style. What I'm most impressed with that guy is uh, just his crowd work. You know, his ability to not even. You know, not even do bits, but he can just work a crowd and and do that the whole time. And uh, you know, any chance I get to work with him, you know, I have a standing offer out to that guy that if he if he wants to get to any show on my schedule at any time, that I will I will fly his ass out. I'll do whatever it takes, man. I love working with him. Now, doing your doing you do stand up, and of course your 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 crowd and your fans have a certain expectation of of you as the person, and then there's you off stage. I mean, obviously there has to be a bit of a difference. Do you ever get kind of I don't want to say tired because that sounds negative, but is there ever a day in your life where you're like, you know, someone runs up runs up to you, they want to talk to you, they they want to have your time, and you give them that time, but then there's just some times where you're like, you know what, oh man, where where can I go where I can just kind of chill for a while? Well, I mean. Yeah, I, I think there's a few questions built into that. I would say that, uh, that uh, it, you know, it's important for me to have some separation between my personal life, sure. uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, I suppose my persona. And I, I never used to have that at all. I, I didn't. But uh, over the last, you know, handful of years, I have found some separation. I think that's been really good for me. Uh, as far as like getting burned out on people, sure, man. I mean, I get burned out on a lot of stuff. Right. But uh, generally, the way I approach it, you know, like still after every one of my shows, no matter what, I uh, 
tell the, you know, I, I, I announced to the crowd that I'm not going to go anywhere or do anything until I've taken photographs with every single person who wants one. And, uh, you know, for me, that's kind of like an after party, albeit a fucking really frustrating. And, uh, you know, like, it, it, I got to dig deep to do that, but I do it selfishly because I want everybody to have a photo to put on their Facebook and all that, you know, kind of shit. Well, they can let everybody know that they came to my show. But I, feel that, like that, I feel like that's just part of paying my dues to, to establish myself in the comedy scene. You'd be surprised so, uh, how much people remember that, too, of just like, uh, you know, I went to go and see Steve-O. It was a great show, and he stuck around with everyone and got their picture. Yeah. And you know I what? Did, yeah, I stayed around till the bitter end, man, every every time. And, uh, you know, by the time I get done with that, generally, I, I have reached that sort of threshold that you were talking about. Right. And, uh, and, and, and at that point, I just want to kind of beeline it to my hotel and uh, either jack off or roll around with some chick. You know? <laughs> or, or roll around after you jack off. Sure, yeah. Roll around jacking off. You, know? <laughs> you could travel back through time doing that. The, um, yeah. Are you, are you uh, one thing, like how old are you now, Steve-O, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I don't mind a bit. I'm 38 years old. So you're 38. And when exactly, because I remember Jack asked, because... Jackass was on MTV down in the States, and we didn't really get Jackass up in Canada until a couple of years after it started down there. Right. But, I mean, there is a whole group, well, I don't want to say I don't want to say the word generation, but a whole sort of a group generation that have, have sort of grown up with you. And do you ever have, how do you deal with people that still want you to be the old Steve-O as opposed to the, the, the guy now who's clean and sober and a vegan and, you know, a little bit more refined? Um... I, you know, I, I, I can only really interpret that because, uh, you know, there's a lot going on with that, too. I would say that in a lot of uh, ways, yeah, there is a distinct old Steve-O versus, uh, you know, the guy that I've become, you know, since then or whatever. But, uh, you know, in a lot of other ways, I, I still have, you know, I'm always going to have that same sense of humor. So, I don't know, I think, I think that, uh, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say, like, People who want me to get loaded and, and be drunk and high, uh, you know, that's the same as wanting me dead. There's really no two ways about that. Yeah, no, I agree. Know? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm able to pretty much, you know, like kind of move the move past that. You know, and I'll see comments online. They say, like, dude, you were, you were funnier when you were on drugs. And to be honest, I just don't think that's true at all. You know, I mean... But, you know, I, I think sometimes sometimes people will say that because they have their own interpretation of that time in their own life, and it's tied to that. So it, yeah. it, you, you may be funnier now, but for them personally, and it's a sad state, but for them, they're tying it to their childhood, right? And what I laughed yeah. at when I was a child and what I laugh at now because I'm 41 is obviously two completely different things. So it's kind of like a, a useless war there to have that or a useless fight because you well, can't right, win that fight. Right. Yeah, and that that's really the bottom line of it all, is that that it is, you know, it is useless to, to even weigh because, I, you know, I, I, I'm the way I am today, you know, and for, for better or worse, if people like it or not, you know, that's just what, what, what the reality is. And uh, if I were to try to carry on the, the way I did, you know, however long ago, I guess 10 years now, I'd be dead, man, you know, yeah. there's, no, there's no question. Well, and, I... uh, 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just I remember seeing like an old John Lennon interview and the woman on the phone uh, interviewing John Lennon and this was like 1969 and like Yoko Ono sitting right beside him and she asks him so like I you know I liked you a lot more when you were sort of in your suit and ties and you had the mop top haircuts and John Lennon just looked at her and just said, "Well, listen, lady, I grew up. You know, maybe you should too." So I mean, that's something that uh, you know right. a lot of fans don't make. You know, they sort of it's yeah. it's, like, it's like watching old like seeing your old wrestlers. You know, it's. Uh, because uh, I got a chance to meet the Iron Sheik lately, and I just remember him as that like crazy guy from the uh, you know 1980s. And then you see the Iron Sheik as an old man, and you're sort of like, oh man, you're a, you're a real person. Right, right. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do, man? I, uh, I you know, I, I think that I've been pretty faithful to uh, you know to, to my brand, I guess. And, um, you know, whatever it is, man, you can't make everybody happy, that's for sure. Okay, so um, let's just uh, throw out the dates again. So you're going to be in Ajax, Ontario this weekend. That's Thursday to Saturday at Yuck Yucks. And you go to yuckyucks.com right. for that. Uh, I know that they've already pre-sold a lot of tickets, and Steve, the owner, is a great guy. And I know you're going to have a great weekend uh, there at the club. Uh, a lot of comics like that that venue. I've played it many times, and so has Dave and, and Christina. And also, if people want to, because we are right across North America, if they go to your website and under your tour dates, you have some dates there, and you're saying something about Las Vegas. So how do people get a hold of you, like your website is? Yeah, my website is stevo.com. It's, uh, it's just stevo, the way I spell it, but with no hyphen. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook, just, as, you know, whatever, at, you know, at stevo. Okay, perfect. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, man, it's really down to a handful of dates, man. I think uh, I think I'm gonna really take a break, you know. I think I'll work out at the the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, um, but uh, overall, I think I'm gonna really take a break from touring for a bit and uh, pursue some uh, some other opportunities in television and film. Right. And uh, you know, and just sort of let some time go by and drum up some new material and and uh, see about getting out on the road at some point in the future. But uh, Basically, you know, to your first question, I think, was uh, how long have I been on the road? I'm, you know, is the tour winding down? And, and uh, I can safely say that uh, it, it's very much winding down and winding down to, to you know, just a handful of dates. So if, uh, you know, if you plan on seeing me, it's a good time to, to come on out to Ajax. Perfect. I had some friends that went and saw you in Edmonton. You were there a few months ago. I think it might even be six months ago, and they, they really uh, enjoyed it's, it. It's, it's, it's been uh, a number of years since Edmonton. It's an Edmonton. Oh, it's a year. Well, they're still talking about it because they're talking like it was only six months ago. So hopefully a lot of people will come out to Ajax. I'm pretty sure it's going to sell out. I just want to thank you, Steve-O, for calling in. I know you're busy and you're doing yeah, some work course, earlier. Man. Hey, much appreciated, brother. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this interview, man. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, cheers. Yeah, well, I might see come you. and check you out. See you. Take it easy. Good luck. Bye-bye. Okay, that was our interview with Steve-O, and we're just going to take a quick break, and when we come back, our guest this week is comedian and writer and father and so many other things. It's Terry McGurin is going to be here. So please stay tuned for more Anything Goes. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey there, this is Big J Okerson, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin, right here on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. 
Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right. uh, Welcome back from the break. Uh, Joining us in the studio this week is our guest, a comedian, writer, father. Oh, the list goes on and on and on. It's Hmm. Terry McGurin is with us today. Hello. Hi, Hi, Terry. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm guessing by uh, the uh, intro and all the shows I've heard that I'm allowed to swear as well. You are allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. All right, Dagnabbit. It's it's that kind of week this week. (laughs) (laughs) Darren's Uh, in a really good mood this week. I'm in a great mood already. (laughs) Yes, we uh, are. I broke my toe uh, yesterday. Yeah, I read that on Facebook. I saw it on Facebook, yeah. yeah. And I honestly did, uh, in a very calm voice, Oh, boy, is what I said in front of my kids. And then I was like, wow, I am just done. Like, I'm done. I actually swore in front of my kid a couple weeks ago. Someone called me and threatened me on the phone. And I said, don't you fucking ever call back again. And then I put the phone down and my young kid goes, don't you ever fucking call. Fucking, fucking. I'm like, oh, I got to talk to him. And he looked all upset. And he's like, well, why do you have to say that word? I'm like, look, every time daddy says fuck, we eat. Okay, so. But isn't it okay to say like an F-bomb like in front of a kid that's under, say, two years? Because they won't even understand it, Well, they start talking around that time. If they're Asian, they'll repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) They might repeat the word. They might. They They might. So what's going on in the world of Terry McGurin these days? You know, um, uh, this uh, Security Squirrel is uh, on whatever, a break. I don't know. We'll find out in the summertime if it goes again. You you might want to tell people what that is. Yeah, for our listeners, what is that? Security Squirrel is a show on YTV and the Cartoon Network in the States. It's kind of, it's worldwide. It's stupid. Mm. Uh, worldwide right now. It sounded like that could have been like a character that you do, that you just dress up as a mascot and run around, <laughs> run around the city and, and, uh, and, and, and groping young women that's as they walk that's home. the same name Dave Martin has at the bar sometimes. <laughs> right. All the single girls mm-hmm. drinking their drinks mm-hmm. trying to avoid Dave. Mm-hmm. That's right. No one wanted to see Mangled Wombat anymore. So. <laughs> no. Here's the scaredy squirrel over there. A new, a new character. <laughs> drinking but cider. I, yeah, so I, it's a cartoon, I, so everyone knows. It's a cartoon yeah, yeah. that's on across North America. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that I was uh, story editing and voicing scaredy right uh and uh yeah now it's we're just waiting to hear so i i'm now story editing a new season of total drama island right which is a big big thing for nickelodeon right uh yeah it is a big show for nickelodeon tell us more about this show uh it's uh it's basically um a an animated teen version of survivor Cool. Where they bring a bunch of kids to this island, and you know, and then it's all the backstabbing yeah. and alliances and and crazy, crazy animation stuff. Well, that's cool, and that's, that's and fun. that's a very straight, a scripted show. There's not really any room for kind of improvisation, or is there in that show? Uh, no, we try and keep it scripted, right? You right. know, I, I, it's it's too it's too tight. There's you know, you're dealing with uh, off the top like 14, 15 characters. You can't yeah. have everyone. You can't you can't just Sean Cullen the thing. You right, know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, we do. I mean, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> that thing, the new na- the new game of match game on the Comedy Network, can cut Sean Cullen shut the fuck up for a while. Nice. Um, he's on next week, not now. No, no, he's not. Not after the first appearance. The uh, uh, oh. the, the Terry uh, the, is the show drawn. Okay, this is uh, I I haven't spoken yet on the show. I'm also in the studio, uh, but uh, is the show drawn first and then you do the voices? So, uh, like, how does it work? Do they? They do the uh, show after you speak yeah, it they, out. Yeah, they they'll start storyboarding stuff, but they really don't get down to the the like the mouth movements and stuff until they have the records and the director selected how the lines are going to be said. And right. Yeah, oh, you know. so there's only so much room to have fun. There's only so much room to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's and true. you're and you for a long time you had to take a bit of a backseat for your stand up because that took a lot of your time. But now you've got a bit of a gap of time, or or when you do, do you jump back into stand up, or what? What's your deal? Well, when I first started story editing, scary, I I did take for the first time. Uh, I took nine months off, and that was crazy to have a baby. Uh, well, I had we. <laughs> oddly enough, yes, yeah, we had just yeah. had our baby, surprise, our first surprise. baby, and then uh, and the show at the same time. And I was just like, I can't, I got to give something up. And we all know stand up doesn't pay, right? So oh. that's what I gave. Up. Well, not not a not a, a baby supporting salary. No, right. no, no, not no. even a, your own salary supporting. No. Unless you like eating hot dogs and live in a basement apartment. <laughs> We won't bring up Dave's address on the on the show. I live on the second floor. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so what? Uh, so you had to take uh, time off to have yeah. uh, your kid. Was it, was this a, a planned child? Did you always want to be a uh, yes? A parent? I always wanted to be a parent, and I have been screwing without condoms for so long that I thought this is never going to happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. About so many sure. high school girls. Should be pregnant. Yeah. I was in high school. I was in high school at the time. I should note that as well. Oh, you were in high school when you couldn't get the high school girls pregnant. That's right. I wish I had your luck. I had like fucking two of my two of my kids were born on the pill. Fucking do that math. Ecstasy? Yeah. No, no. I wish. I no, wish the, that's the, what it was. the pill that allows you not to wear condoms. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. The one. Two of them were born you on the are pill. Potent. Yeah. They friend. can find an egg when it's not even produced. That's what I say. And if I whack off into my hand and go to a shopper's, throw it a carton of eggs, that's twelve babies. So, anyways. <laughs> no. Wah 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 wah. Who was 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 she taking the pill? No, I think you? it was me. It was you. Yeah. That, yeah okay, that's I the see, problem. I see. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not candy. Um, why, and why are my tits growing? I'm making a drawing oh, wait, right can I now have that how bill? it should work. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you. You did, you did some work on this television show, Comedy Inc. Yeah. Now, what what did you tell people when they would so come up? So now people are laughing. Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, for everyone that's listening, Comedy Inc. was a kind of like uh, a, a, sketch a sketch show. show that was on across Canada on our major network, CTV. Right. It was, it a, was, it was very much like a, a SNL hour version of well, sketches you, and kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, okay. The, I'm, uh, I'm not saying it's as good. No, I'm it's, saying it's, that's what it now, was did the you, same genre. It started off as the Jessica Holmes show, and then she left to go somewhere else, and, uh, and then it was sort of... Uh, Born Again as Comedy Inc. with a lot of the same cast. Did you work on the Holmes show? I did not work on. Okay, Jessica's so you were brought show. on when it became Comedy Inc. Yeah, Roman Danilo was the only one that worked on that crossed both. over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now you know. I mean, every we always try to bring up sketch shows all the time because sometimes they're hit and miss, and yeah. you know, and uh, there's always the chance that like uh, a new fabulous troupe could be found. Now mm. you wrote for the show and you were on the show. Now, what did you tell people when they came up to you and said, <laughs> "What's going on there? What's happening? How come?" Uh, how come they what, just, Dave? They, well, how come, how come the no, show no. turned out the way that it did? <laughs> I love that you're saying it you're without saying it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. It's, uh, it, it was a bad show. It was a bad show. It was a bad show. Yes, yeah. of course it was. And um, I mean, you know, I took a lot of flack from you know stand-up comics. Uh, some to my face, most right. behind my back, sure. but some like right to my face. And I would always just kind of point at my house and go, "It's the house that mediocre sketch built." Right. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I mean, who's who? What stand-up comedian is going to turn down 
the opportunity to be on a sketch show, a national of sketch Nobody show. Will. Yeah. Everyone's right. going to take right. it. And you, you look at the cast, you, you know, good. like Winston Spear and Aurora Everybody Brown on that show. Kit. No, you guys had amazing people writing and working on that show. So, so what happened? There were great what? people on there. Well, it was uh, a sketch show targeted at 18 to 22-year-old males as dictated by a woman in her 60s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So... Who I, who I heard once referred to Monty Python as boring because of those English accents. <laughs> they were like, she said, as soon as I hear an English accent doing comedy, I tune out. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. and then uh, how hard was it not to roll your eyes and bang your head against the table? Well, well, you do, don't you? But you just collect a check and you go, hopefully you'll get a sketch in. No, but not in like. front of her. But well, I not mean, in front of her. I see what you're saying. There were there were times where uh, we would write sketches, like if it was just like Jen Goodhue and I, or uh, you know Winston and I, and we'd write a sketch, and we would be like, "Fuck, I like this so much. Let's not hand it in. Let's right. just do right. it at the Rivoli sometime." Well, that's you know? like, like that, that's like yeah. the old Lauren Michaels thing. I mean, anything that you do on Saturday Night Live as a character belongs to him. So there's always that theory that like Mike like Mike Mike Myers had you know uh, Austin Powers already in his back pocket, and he was going to wait until he leaves the, the show before he starts doing anything with it. And, and and there's all and there's lots of like people that have that like you know there's pe- characters that no one else can do anymore because they're may, maybe tied to you, that show. Maybe you know this because I, I had heard that the new contract for SNL members requires them to any character you create like two years That's, after leaving the show. They can't right. do that. I think they can. Well, do I don't think yeah, so. Why can't they? They can. Yeah, you, can sure. s- you can make people sign anything. Whatever you want. Well, yeah, people can sign anything, but that, go, that's a little cake, bit ridiculous. You gotta pay me five bucks and I see it's, you eating cake, you gotta pay me five bucks. It's like no, a, it's I like, wouldn't sign that. That's like a non-competition <laughs> clause. Right? Like it's, yeah. it's like if you're a, you're, you became a business, business partner with Saturday Night Live and so for two years after, after you've gone, you just, we still own what you do. You're going to give us a piece of it. That's what I heard. I could be wrong. That's like a really shitty divorce settlement because then it's sort of like, well, then you, would that be incentive to stay on the show? I have no fucking idea, but. Hey, man, there are a lot of uh, shitty contracts out there. Yes. <laughs> so when it, when it came to how uh, Comedy Inc. turned out um, when it finally ended up on TV, were you just sort of like, ah, oh, there's so much out of my control and. Uh, well, I think that, you know, I mean, um, I think we can all agree that uh, SFA Productions had a, a bit of a heavy laugh track. Well, to if it. you catch watch oh, yeah. one Comedy Now episode, yes. you'll never. Yeah. It's yeah. it's well, we did Al Ray was on last week or two weeks ago, and he was just saying he commented about how you know they'll uh, all all the heads in the crowd will be you know stone cold, <laughs> and yet they'll be like the uh, break. Uh, you know this like tsunami of laughter coming from them, and uh, y- yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense if you That's really right. watched it. That's but. right. From the yeah. SFA robot children that exactly. are in the crowd, yeah, yeah. they don't it's they don't like, uh, It's like in porn when you see the guy getting that like he's got that ecstasy face on, but then when they shoot from the other angle her head's not moving at all on his penis <laughs> I, I so hate fraudulent porn you know what i before i watch a melf porno i want to see a picture of her with her kids and i want to see a picture of her holding up their birth certificates hers yeah and then i'll be like okay you're a real mom get in the van and fuck yeah. for money and then i'll watch and her and at one moment she gets up she goes and feeds the baby and comes back and keeps fucking or she yeah, yeah she drives into soccer practice while yep. blowing a dude sure. you know yeah yeah or just have the camera pan to the left and see the baby like clutching Onto the TV yeah. watching Blues Clues. Yeah, right. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. 
Clutch, that, clutching that's clue onto the TV. One. Clue My number kid one. clutches on. Not important. Clue okay. number one, giant cock. Clue number two, giant vagina. Clue number three, DVD sales. That's the blues clues right yeah. there. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> her, her kid's crying while watching it going, stop hurting mommy. <laughs> Mandingo. <laughs> and then she comes. Yeah, why is Barack Obama hurting mommy? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. I just said uh, generic black guy. You could have. Yeah. Which is Obama for you, maybe. Well, Obama's on TV a lot. Kids yep. might see Obama. You're we right. were talking about this uh, thundercock. kids. Yep. Uh... Yes. <laughs> we were talking about how kids pick shit up without even realizing sure. it, too. Yeah, right. When you, when, when you were a kid and you'd see shit on TV, did you, like, and if it was racy or something like that, did you go and... Like I just I don't know, I have a feeling that kids watch so much shit on TV that they let that they let stuff go over their heads that we think that they are going to be influenced by. Darren, what do you think of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, uh, my kid has seen uh, a lot of all the Pixar stuff. She's right. very judgy. Sure. She won't even watch Scaredy Squirrel. She's like, that looks is that two D? That's what she says to me. Right. And uh, well, she's uh, three. And uh, so we watch a lot of Pixar. And uh, occasionally they throw in the word stupid, and yep. she just like immediately grabs onto that yes. one word. It's it's amazing how they know which word. They don't even know what it means. But you know, like H E double hockey sticks. I'd never heard that phrase before. But in my house, they were saying it like ten or fifteen times because it was in like one of these Fred movies that they were watching. And H E H E double hockey sticks. I didn't even know what it was. I'd never heard that phrase for hell really? before. Have you around. heard that before? Oh, all the time. I never heard that before. Get get the H E double hockey sticks out of here, you little punk. That's what dad would say. We used uh, C-U-N, two hockey sticks crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get that C-U. Crucifixion. Cun yeah. crucifixion. That's what I, my dad would say. You little cun crucifixion. Uh, oh, my God. Nice. Okay, does she nice. do anything on this show? Or? No, no. no. She All right, okay, Only if I drink before the show. Then sometimes I'm more animated. The, uh, occasional burp. So, the one thing I do want to bring up, so I want to bring up the Chris Rock than... thing. <laughs> Was, because yeah. you're here, and we were going to talk about this anyways. Uh, I don't know if you heard the last 48 hours. Chris Rock uh, did an interview and was uh, was asked about the, the state of comedy right now. And he said a very kind of like an old man comedy kind of looking at stand-up right now. And he said back in his day it was amazing. And it was, uh, you know, we had George Carlin. We had Richard Pryor. They could play to anyone and any groups. And now we have a lot of comics playing to just kind of groups of people. You have your gay comics for gay crowds. You have your, you know, lady comics for women crowds. Crowds and that kind of thing. Did you even hear about that? I didn't hear about this. So yeah, a lot of there's been a lot of not controversy, but talk in the community about you know the whole idea of is this just an old guy talking about it because he's old? Like Chris Rock is kind of the older generation, whereas it's like no, there's lots of cool young comics out there who can play to everyone. I, I yeah, I I think that's just someone who's lost touch with the clubs, right? You know? Like how how often is Chris Rock hitting the little clubs, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't think comedies change that much. Well, the, well the, okay, the, the article says the, the veteran headliner sh um, shared his thoughts uh, on, the, um, <clears throat> on the condition of comedy with Judge Apatow in an uh, email uh, interview uh, published by Vanity Fair on uh, where uh, uh, with seven of uh, HBO stand-ups under, uh, with, yeah, with seven HBO stand-ups under his belt, it's safe to say Chris Rock knows what he's talking about in response to Apatow's inquiry, if comedians are better now, uh, than those who inspired him and the during the Saturday Night Live alumni, uh, flat out Chris Rock says hell fucking no, and uh, yeah he just references guys like uh, Rondi Dangerfield, George Carlin, Bill Cosby, Joan Rivers, um, 
How they can play to any crowd. That's basically what his answer was. And, and today you have all these, what's the term he calls them? Situational comics, Yeah, I think is what he says. So, like I said, a gay comic only playing to a gay crowd and no real crossover <laughs> appeal. Yeah, oh, he says, uh, yeah, what, what we have now is black comics that uh, only work black crowds, gay comics that only work gay crowds, and southern comics that only work down south, and so on with uh, Asian, Latino, Indian, midgets, etc. So, I don't know. Is there, are, Do midgets only go out to see midget comics? No, I comics? think he was trying to be funny there when oh, he said okay. that. Oh, yeah. okay. But that would be pretty cool. I think that would be... If you, if all midget crowd for... Yeah. Hell they're, yeah. There are people if too. You want, then I would set up like a midget sighting tour. Yes. Then I would just follow around midget comics. And, and they yeah. have like an all black midget show. Yes. And call it <laughs> Nubian Night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They could all get a little cupcake from their Easy Bake Oven. It'd be really nice. They could it sit down and nice. enjoy the show. I think it's bullshit. I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's so it's such a. Back then, it was it was harder to get on television, so they the, like these stars did get created. Whereas now, everyone is fucking on TV and right. YouTube and everything, so it gets kind of watered down. And I suppose if you wanted to find a target audience, it's easier today to do that. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, but look at a guy like Russell Peters. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't an audience for him to do comedy to, like twenty thirty years ago. That you'd have well, to that's start... not true. I think there was an audience, but they just didn't have a unique voice or a way of finding out shows for themselves. I mean, he always plays to the kind of, um, I mean, he would say he plays to everyone, but, you know, his core audience is de definitely first-generation immigrants, and there have always been first-generation immigrants. They just never felt they had a unique voice for them or a way of finding out with the power of the Internet. You don't have to wait for the television to tell you someone's funny. Yeah, YouTube is what broke Russell Peters. It wasn't right. his comedy now. No. You know? Oh, yeah, no. It, it was when his comedy wasn't now his was... Christmas special. Oh, God, no. no. Oh, man. They're going to re they're replaying the shit out of that now. They're are they playing it, it again? Oh, of course they are. That's oh, I why didn't he, know that. That's why he did a Christmas special. I'm sure that that was their intent for Russell right. to do a Christmas special oh, so they dear. could replay it every single year. He should yeah. have insisted on it being claymation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, uh, well. What? Well, that's not racist. No. <laughs> no, 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 Clay, no, I get it. I like to, hey, I'm I'm a big fan of the claymation. Santa Claus coming to town, Frosty the Snowman, all that shit. I got all That's the Christmas why I said specials. It. Yeah. You know your clay. You know it. Rankin and Bass, motherfucker. Rankin and Bass. Based out of Toronto. Did clay, you know that? Clay comes in all colors. All those cartoons it does. Are, were all the voices on those cartoons were done in Toronto. Did you know that? I didn't know Rudolph that. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, yeah, all Canadians. Well there's some pretty yeah, some pretty crazy shit came out of Novana in the eighties too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like well, rock and rule. Oh yeah, and the, uh, fucking Care Bears and the movie Hell uh, Heavy Metal. That yep. was uh, yeah, like the entire cast of SCTV is in Hell Heavy Metal. Yep, like Johnny Candy, Eugene Levy, all those guys. That's right. Uh, what, you're uh, are you going to get back into stand up? Is that? Uh... Uh, yeah, I've I actually last couple of months I've been playing uh, like a few shows every month, and um, I was supposed to do a, a show next week in Kitchener, but I am not. Oh, so why know. not? It was a <clears throat> it was a mix up, but yuck yucks. Oh, oh really? Never, that they, happens? They never do that. That happens? What? Uh, That's weird. I was fine with it. I opted out. I was fine with it. You know, it's like, you know, some, some poor sap coming from out west is now going to have to, like, MC a show instead of feature it and make less money. And I thought, well, dude doesn't even have a fucking bed right now, you know? Like, <laughs> let him have the money. Oh. That's very kind Political. of you. Yeah. Political. Yeah. But if you, if, if, what's a perfect venue for you and, what, and where your headspace is now? 
I'd like to. I like all women shows. Well, yeah. No, I'm Chris lying. Chris Rock was right. Chris I'm Rock lying. was right. I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> Show me your cock. I think you have a oh, vagina. You've got a vagina. Well, you know what? All lady midget shows. <laughs> you know what? I kind of enjoy being the only girl on a show as opposed to doing an all woman show. It's nice to have a little of oh, everybody. You I know? didn't mean an all women show like all. Oh, oops, I thought we were still talking like, about comedy. Crowds. I meant my like all women crowd, yeah. oh, which is horrible. It's, it's a horrible fucking bad. thing. Yeah. Anytime you have all a crowd that's God. all women or all guys, Anything. Yes. never going to work. It's, it's Let like, me tell you, as a waitress, all women, not good. It's, it's <laughs> like uh, you know the Nubian Disciples of Prior, a big show in Toronto. Kenny Robinson hosted all black comedy for generally pretty much an all black crowd. I've never asked. Me and Kenny are almost best friends. I've never asked to do it because I've never wanted to do <laughs> all one crowd. I just, I'm not, that's not me. I don't dig it. I don't get it. It's not my thing. I'm terrified of it. I wouldn't be the, terrified. I'm doing Nubian night. Yeah, I'm there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared too. I'm not scared. Well, I just they're not know gonna I wouldn't run at down. you or anything like that. <laughs> why are you <laughs> scared? I don't know. They're I don't know why. I don't know and if I do. I'm too awkward. I would not. I mean, I think they would not like. Maybe they would. I don't know. I'm too awkward, and I talk about gross things like I'm you know so my white. Bing Bang and not shaving and stuff. And do they want to hear that? Maybe you they know, won't like it. You know, white comics kill on that show. I, I have heard as, that. As long as you're a good comic with a unique perspective, you will kill on that show. And as long as I don't think that you try to play to them. Yes. And when right. I say them, I mean black people. Yes. You know. <laughs> well, no, seriously. I mean, that's, that's the majority what, of the yeah, crowd. Yeah. That's like, it's yeah. not like uh, there's a comic that, you know, is, oh, I'm going to open up with some weed jokes because, uh, oh, black people love weed. There was like right. a, Kenny Robinson told us of a comic that did that recently. Yes. And it was just like once, I think. Really? Yeah. I think right. once, right. once if, if yes. the comic, also if the audience feels like. Well, he's just doing this because we're black, you know. Yeah. You know. If right. he, you know. Was it Donnie Coy? Uh, no. <laughs> no, Donnie Coy, I could see he, him being quite afraid to be there. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, we're, uh, we're, this is Anything Goes. We're talking to Terry McGurin, who's in the studio. We just got a few minutes left. Uh, but so you got more cartoons coming up. You're going to tour a little bit more. You have two children now. I have do. you stopped there? Are you going to have a third? Uh, I hope not. I got you gonna fixed. going to join the three club? Nope. Done. Okay. Done. You got fixed? I got fixed. No problems, right? No problems. Right. The only, you know what? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I was going to, like, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to get at least 10 minutes of material out of this. And then I really didn't until I had to go and drop off my semen sample yes. yeah, three months that, later. Yeah. And that's where shit gets, like, pretty fun. What? No, tell us about the fun. Well, I, it was because they give you a, a container that is, you know, first off, it's stupid. It's like half a frozen orange juice container and, like, it's... Well, they're not going to give you a shot glass. Well, no, and just I mean... hope that you get it all poured in there. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to fill it. No, exactly. You're not supposed right. to fill it. I'm not saying that, but the, my point is, you can't put it in your pocket. Like it's too big to hide, right? Well, where so are you, you going with well, it? Yeah, where you have to walk it? in, like on University Across Avenue, into a hospital. And like, Not while jerking off. No, but no. you have to get it there within a certain amount of time. Well, I thought so you'd that, go there and you whack off in a room. No, I parking lot. But the, the not that there's a sign saying this is this area of the parking lot to whack off in. But no, you, you didn't live whack more off than in half your car. You, you whacked off in your car. Yeah, why not? Where, you, where am I supposed to? I thought they give you a room, like a little room. With, there's you... no room. It's like I drop it off at like oh, a, man, a. I'm not ready for this. A window. Yeah. And I then, do it in January. And the best part was, you know how usually, you know, when you do like uh, when you whack off or no, when you, you when you have to like pee in a cup to for the the doctors sure, to yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. I ever? They, oh, yeah. they, usually, there's <laughs> just like a basket you put yeah, it in, yeah, yeah. right? Right. But this time, I went to put it in the basket, and a guy put his hand out and said, "Like, I'll take that." And it just felt really weird to hand. Like, like a, like a hot cum, cup a of semen to it's someone. It's a cum-baton. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. You it throw was. yours in there, you throw yours in there, and we'll all come out clean. Yay, all right. And I said, <laughs> I said, bloop. 
There was no there was no stimulating materials for you to watch to make it happen. Or? I was in my van. He was in his car. Uh, well, you could. Did you, go on, laptop, did you need to go something. on a YouTube or a, no, a, a Pornhub or anything like that? To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could just crank one off in your in your car. No, I, no big deal. That's impressive. I don't. I don't know. It's maybe maybe I like parking lots more than most people. <laughs> Did you find a new fetish? My new crazy yeah. fetish on A and E. Yeah. So yeah. What's with all these underground parking receipts? Oh, Jerry. look at that parking she, arm she go up. Caught me. The blood's flowing in weird levels as you're <laughs> climbing the the ramps to go up to the uh, the open space parking area. Putting look at my that van parking in arm. the hybrid section. Yep. Wrong parking spot. <laughs> What's well, quite? Does but yours was successful because Darren wasn't. And, horrible. Uh, he had. Quite Horrible. the experience with the really yeah his, really bad. I was uh, no, I was good. I took my kids to the farmers market the next day. Take to, to oh fuck, <laughs> two months, man. Really? Yeah. Give us some more details, Jesus. Darren, about your. Uh, Did you no, get it, it done bad. in a dentist office? No, no, no. Office? I've had enough of all of this. Talk. No, it's, it's it creepy. was bad. They had to, they had to take on. my ball out of my body. <laughs> they had to cut me completely open on my bag. Take my ball out. Yeah. Cut it, cut it, cut the cord. Shove the ball back in. Why are you saying my ball? Because it wasn't like they only. Because it wasn't both of them. They, took a, they didn't take both of. Them. They just took the one out to get it out of the way because they couldn't find the cord. They literally took it out and put it on a chair, and uh, fucking then tried to oh. shove it back in there. Oh. And then I had Not all these stitches. Fair. And it looked like someone like fucking crucified my cock. It was horrible. Wow, that's oh my God. that is really it's horrible. Oh. And now I have holes all over my bag from stitches and staples. I'm oh not, God! I'm, I'm not going to be able to finish. It's like this a block spaghetti. of cheese in his between, under his jaw. I'm yeah. a girl, and I'm not even supposed to talk about my bloody kitty. And it's yeah. fucking horrible. About this. It's fucking oh. horrifying. Bloody kitty. That's you know what? You what shouldn't... I call my period. Bloody kitty. Now, now when I fuck, it sounds like a deflated. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. Bag. You guys are talking about your balls. Oh God! Bloody gross. kitty. Oh, well. I call it BK for short. And now my friends can eat at Burger King. Uh, how no. come? Uh, how come your wife didn't get the uh, the old uh, two bitch tied? It's a uh, more yeah. Of, who decides in that? Uh, yeah, how do you decide? Because it's a pretty fucking serious procedure. Well, hey, let me tell you something. My, say, my fucking operation was a pretty fucking serious procedure. Well, yeah, afterwards. but you didn't. No one told you beforehand. We're gonna put your ball on a chair, chair and let him watch. Because well, I don't I think that was supposed to happen, though. It was a. No, it not until they the cut video. me open, they realize they'd have to fucking take the oracle out of cut my bag. Cut you open? What are they doing? Anyway, anyway, Why don't you anyway. just do what normal married couples do and stop having sex? Wah, 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 wah. Well, oh, no, I was going to hack you, wasn't it? Oh, no. See? Oh, my God. It's I'm just going to die. Now, now, I, now I see why she's quiet during the show. No, I'm just tired. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and sometimes I just come here and I laugh because we fuck. can't afford a laugh track. So married fuck people it, I just don't hear a laugh. fuck. What? I don't know. I don't want to get married. SFA I'm scared of that. Maybe they'll hire me to laugh. Comedy Inc. in 3D. The married years. Maybe they'll hire me to be a laugher. I laugh a lot. I've been I laughing think, lots I think today. they're done. I think yeah. I think That's they're it? done. Yeah, There's done. no more? And I we're think, done. I think it's done. I think we're yeah. done, too. We're done, too. Sorry, I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if people want to get oh a hold God. of Terry McGurran, how do they do that? Is there a Twitter feed or a website? Or You know, there should be. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know answer. Terry McGurr is on Facebook because he comments every Facebook. time you update your status. Ma- yeah. yeah, friend me on Facebook. I am fucking evil yes. to your photos. Yeah, my cousin's Good. mad at you, by the way. <laughs> my cousin to make you very I don't like that guy. I don't know who he is. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I think your comments are hysterical. Yeah, I right. noticed you do have two tattoos of feet on your arm. I'll assume that those are your children's feet? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Obviously One not your own. baby. One for each baby. Oh, it's pretty okay. tough, eh? It's pretty fucking tough tattoos. Yeah, I think. So. Well, gangsta, gangsta. How did and where did they get those from? Those uh, are... I took them uh, like within the first week after oh. they were born. And those are your only tattoos, Edda and Ruby. I have mine, Aww. but I waited too long, and they actually had to go on my back because they're too big now to go on my arms. <laughs> I have three feet on my back. They're giant. 
Well, one of them's Lawrence Morgenstern, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Well, I don't know why you yeah. let Lawrence tattoo his foot on yeah. your back. Yeah. Fucking, I'll do anything for a dollar. Haven't and, you seen my commercial when, years? When he, when he took that ball Remember? out. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't. Need, I'll tell you the rest of the story after the break. That's it. We are done. Thank you, Terry. Thank Yay, you. Thanks, Terry. Thank you for being here. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. This is Jason John Whitehead, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM Laugh Attack. Now with 20% more brand to keep you regular from the bump. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. That was uh, our interview with uh, Terry McGurin. Yeah, little Terry McGurin came Yay, in. Yay, Terry McGurin. Look at the Irish. And we talked to Steve-O off the top yes. uh, about his uh, up-and-coming weekend in Ajax, Ontario. That's right. This is Anything Goes for the week of December 12, 2012. Um, my name's Dave Martin. We're in the studio, of course, with uh, Christina Waukesha and Darren Frost every week. And uh, what uh, well, you let's were... talk about the monkey. We, we said that off the top. Let's get right into the yeah. monkey. I, no, I, it said what well, it says on the front of the Toronto Sun today. My only publication that I read is uh, <laughs> I get all my information and uh, yes. and b- bikini girls from this magazine. Uh, it says a monkey I- IKEA monkey goes viral. So do you want to tell us though? Someone brought their monkey. Someone brought their monkey to IKEA and I guess left it in the kids' little thing, or or somehow it got in there and uh, got away from its owner. And so the owner took off, I think, because they they knew they lost a monkey and it's illegal to own a monkey. In who would just take off though? Well, I mean, you know. No, you're, it's illegal. You're not allowed to have it. So and then people, you lose the monkey, you get the fuck out of there. Well, it's not <laughs> like it's, Clint Eastwood would do. It's not like it's a bag of pot. I mean, hopefully you had yeah. some sort of emotional connection to the monkey. Well, obviously not. Well, I mean, but like it would be expensive to buy a new monkey. No, yeah. you can get new monkey. You get monkeys anywhere. How much is the monkey? <laughs> but it's not like you can get one out of like a bubblegum machine at like a <laughs> fucking car wash. Well, if you pretty just much. put a quarter in and get a monkey. Pretty out. much. I just, I, I don't know. There's states and. You've seen documentaries before, yes. Darren, where people will have monkeys as And they as think pets. it's cute, and then they, the monkey fucking attacks them and well, rips is, their face off. And... It is cute, but not until it you know, rips your face off. Right. But. but there are these people that think that monkeys can be like children, and they raise them like children, and they act like they're their children. And then, you know, for 15 years, the monkey's there, and everything's great. And then one day, the monkey's just pissed you're running the vacuum, and it literally rips your face off. And there's a lot of documentaries online. You can watch them. And it's just got this like woman with a fucked up face, you know, going back to the monkey sanit- uh, sanctuary that they dropped it off at. Now it lives as well, a normal okay. monkey. And- oh, so what? The woman's face got ripped off? And- By the monkey. And okay. It's horrible. It's, it's, and she just says, it just turned on me. And it's, oh, you know, Pepper, I loved Pepper, but look what Pepper did to me. You know, well, like it's the same thing, thing with people that I got fucking snakes to. And, well, yeah. Oh, it's, it slithered yeah. in the cage and it, it choked my baby. You right, know? It's like, right. Why you know, these you are know? wild animals. No, I agree. I'm not into, I don't even like cats. But the thing about this monkey like, is this, this one in Ikea. You- 
is huge now. It's like an internet sensation. It's like I a know. mem and everything. It's like it's because people on their phones started tweeting about it. In yeah, Ikea, and then it went. It was trending on Twitter. There was and some of the photo Photoshop pictures are hilarious. Uh, the monkey with Rob Ford, our mayor, and like in uh, council. <laughs> you know, pretty I, funny. Can I just say right now that I have a big issue with the title and uh, of of internet sensation. I mean, I don't even know if that's necessarily a compliment because I've heard Justin Bieber say internet sensation. Well, but you is. know what else was an internet sensation? Two girls in one cup. Yeah, well, that was an internet sensation too. That's not a, that's not a barometer quality. That's just a barometer of what people are talking about. And there's no doubt, all three of those things you right. just said were internet sensations. Yeah, I know. I know, but I, that's I would kind of shy away from like I don't want that to be my first credit as well, internet no, me sensation. Either. Anyone who's got a sense of, you know, accomplishment that they've that they've done aren't going to want to use internet sensation as their 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 words. Can I ask you guys, let me ask you guys a question. Do you think if those two girls from Two Girls in One Cup were murdered, not even murdered, let's say that they were killed, right. do you think there would be any public outcry of like, "Oh my god, what a terrible tragedy?" Yeah, it would still happened. be a tragedy because two would... girls died. And then, the, you know, in their obituary, they were best known for. But that's all they were known for. But I'll tell you something. I would find it less shocking that they killed themselves than that woman nurse in Australia who did the DJ's phone call. I mean, these girls are tied to one of the most horrendous videos and, you know, mind-altering videos that people have seen. And they're still walking around, to my knowledge. Yeah, and, well. this, you know, the DJ's in Australia did the prank call for the, uh, the pregnant... Uh, uh, what's the her Duchess. name? Kate, the Duchess, uh, the Kate Middleton, right? Yeah. And uh, she kills herself, and now everybody's up in uproar about these she DJs. She must have been depressed before well, of that course. phone call. Of Nobody's course, gonna off themselves. And I also think a lot of it call. has to do with intent. If those guys, those DJs, because it was a guy and a girl, if they knew. Yeah. Or had any idea that this person was off a rocker and it was going to go badly? I'm sure they wouldn't have done it. Totally. But it, but prank phone calls have been done for centuries. I mean, well, come not on, centuries. Come on, cavemen <laughs> ran and did Nicky Nicky nine doors. You know, oh, okay, you know okay. I mean? The old like broken telephone. Sure, broken yeah. use an improv phone. Yeah, yeah. 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 With they their the thumb, thumb and, and pinky finger. finger. Yeah. they'd hold a stick to their face. Yeah. And go, yeah. But you know what I mean? For decades they've been doing this, and all of a sudden because one person you know felt shamed and. And then they kill themselves. Now radios shows can't prank people. I mean, well, I don't I think don't radio know. shows have been allowed to crank phone call people for a, quite a while. They what are do you it, talking about? They do it all the no. time. I don't think they do it all no, the time Ryan that much Seacrest anymore. Ryan Seacrest does that. Uh, uh, I, I, I see doubt that. Tons of people still do that shit. They don't do it. They they can't do it most for the most part on Opie and they don't do it on Opie and Anthony anymore. And I don't anymore. Think no, they did but do they them did at one point. They did do and one that point. That show but not, has been around 20 years. Uh, close it's to recent. it. It's recent. It's not that recent, but uh, I, I don't. I I think the old prank phone call thing isn't as uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, prevalent prevalent as it, as it once was. But do you think they they're who do you think is wrong here then? Do you think they have any kind of ownership on the fact that they died, that she died? No. Well, I mean, you know what? They, they could get uh, a little bit upset for the fact that if they hadn't have made that phone prank phone call in the first place, that lady would still be alive. When no, I, that lady would probably, she might still be she dead, might, but she wouldn't be known as the lady who took that phone call. No, she, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have, She probably wouldn't have killed herself if that phone call had never happened. But I don't think that, uh, uh, I, I just don't, I mean, we can't blame those radio DJs. That woman obviously had other issues. Yeah. I'm more amazed at the fact that this woman had two kids and a husband and didn't think of them at all before she killed herself or like, because it was only a couple of days between that phone call and her offing herself. Yeah. I mean, how how badly did the British uh, paparazzi and press, uh, you know, try to track her down? I, I, don't, I don't know. And that's the thing, because we're in North America and it's not covered the same way as it was in Europe and Australia. I mean, 
maybe this woman was hounded terribly. But yeah. once again, you're blaming the wrong person. You don't blame the DJs. You blame the, the, the media afterwards if that's what they were yeah. doing. It's not the DJ's fault. Yes, they started it. I agree it, with that. But it's like, it's, like, it's like saying you started a fire in a pit and someone came along with a stick and took that fire and then went over with a stick and threw it on a tent. And you're blaming the person who started the first fire. I don't, I don't know if that's right. Well, I know that the, the British tabloids are very, very well, vicious. vicious. Of course and so are. I'm sure that they went after this woman and they probably went after the other nurses that were in the, uh, in the room with Kate. Right. But I'm, de- I'm sure that they went after her. And if they probably hounded her like they did Princess Diana, then, then you know, I could wrong. see her uh, you know, jumping off of a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, no, then, then I, if, if that is the case, and like I said, I don't know, but if that is the case, then that's horrible. And they have more ownership than these DJs that are being vilified in the press and they've lost their jobs. And for something that, like, like I said, they've, it's been done all through time, crank phone calls. But we all have done crank phone calls as kids. Dude, no. I grew up doing those. That was like a regular Saturday Yeah, but that was before you could start 69. for that's- a girl. It was before you could star 69 someone, sure. too. Before Facebook, we had to just dial up a guide. Yeah. Hey, what are you wearing? We call him if we liked him. We can yeah. write on his wall. Your, is your refrigerator fucking? Is is your refrigerator fucking? <laughs> I was going to say, is your is your refrigerator running? Well, yes, it is. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Click and hang I mean, up. Terry Terry can crank one off in the car. I can only crank one off as a teenager when I prank call someone. That's amazing. I, maybe I just uh, I I don't know. Terry talked about jerking off into a cop in his car. Yeah. Uh, fucking before. weird, man. That's well, but it, the time that I. Gave like a, a sperm sample to try to see if I could sell that shit. They allowed me to go into a little room. They That's had a VCR I mean. there. They yeah. had magazines. Ironically, but, I actually still have that vibrator that I bought at the sex show like three weeks ago with you. It's it, still in my purse. What? I haven't seen it. Just be glad. Yet. Just be glad that you guys don't have to try to do something like that. You know, like uh, fucking come into a cup or. Oh, we don't God. even need a cup. It'll dry up after yeah. a while. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> Awkward. The uh, but what you know who should if anyone should get the uh, fucking shaft for that phone call it should be the because uh, um, that uh, was it that well that that prank phone call had to be heard by their lawyers and their legal team yes. uh, first before it went on the air so I mean supposedly they contacted the uh, the hospital three or four times before they aired it to try to make sure that they knew about it and you know this you know to clear it I guess but no one called them back they tried to cover their asses and and their right. legal team and their lawyers said well this is perfectly okay to air. Uh, but there's no way that anyone could have, uh, you know, expected yeah, that to no. happen. So, unfortunately, cool. we're out of time. But we want to thank oh, our shit. guests, Stevo and Terry McGurn. Stevo will be in Ajax, Ontario, this weekend, uh, which is, I believe, the. Uh, December 13th to 15th. Go to yuckyucks.com for more tickets. And I will be in uh, the lovely town of Sudbury, Ontario for Dirty Little Christmas Show on December 22nd. So if you live in the North and you listen to the show, come on out and hear the word cunt and fuck and Xmas in the same sentence. We plug the shit out of that show. December 22nd at Sudbury, Little Montreal. Uh, Tickets are on sale for only $15. The cheapest price of a ticket I've done all year long just because I'm going to be there with the in-laws and I got to get away from them. So. That is my uh, plug for the week. And, of course, ComedyHorror.com and my Comedy Horror Twitter. Dave, what about you? Where can people uh, find I'm, you? I'm, I'm nowhere special. But right. uh, uh, you can find me at DaveMartinWorld.com on the web. And DaveMartinWorld is my Twitter handle. Christina? Uh, I will be playing Hecklers in Victoria, B.C., December 28th and 29th. I'm going to plug that. I could plug Spirits this Wednesday. Oh, I'll go smoke a joint with a senior citizen but, if you're in Victoria. I yeah. know. I know, man. Enjoy Victoria. That. I'm going to get high with old people and disturb them with my fun jokes about being naked. So yeah. I tell Dan Quinn we say hello. 
I will. There we go. Bless. All right. Oh, and you can follow is... me on Twitter at Walk and Sauce and oh, Instagram. Of course. I love Instagram. Yes. Uh, well, that is the show. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's it. Until next week, we are going to be going on a bit of a Christmas uh, schedule, I think, for the week after that. So next week might be our last uh, show in terms of uh, live to tape. Yep. So uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. If you don't listen next week, we'll get it out of the way now. And a thank you to Victoria, our producer, to make us sound so great Yay. and uh, pull off the whole Steve-O interview. That is the show. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and don't call in on a cell phone, please. Yeah, please. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that sounded tough. outrageous. Yeah, that was like tough. talking through a tin can. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you're not even using your mouth, Christina, to make that noise. <laughs> Combination wah, wah. of queefs and farts. <laughs> Married people don't fuck. Wah, wah. <laughs> I get to be hacky, too. Check one. Check one. But at what point do you just say, listen, I don't care what is out there of me anymore. I don't, there's not, there's not a big corporate job that I'm ever going to be up for. They're going to be like. Like, I wish Anna actually put it on YouTube because I think it might have gone viral. But she actually just uploaded it and put it on And put it on my, yeah. But I've like literally watched that video, and well, I showed it. You... I showed it to so many different people. I've been no... texting people. Oh, you got to go on my Facebook wall. <laughs> oh man, it's the best. It's that movie you do at the end where you're like, <laughs> like where you do your I know. jazz. The tucked, in, the tucked in shirt was not a good idea. <laughs> that just accentuated my bed <laughs> more and more. Okay, you ready? Uh, yeah. All right. Okay, well, am I going to I'll uh It's my first time you. doing radio sure. with my glasses okay. on. Yeah, why do you have glasses on? I don't know. Well, You're trying to look smarter? Eyes, or? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I want to see you dildos more. <laughs> I dildos, know. I like that. Why are we always more, but watch, now we're going to actually why are we start funnier taping than the show, yeah, of course. and then we won't be funny anymore. It'll yeah. be over. It's short, it's you lived point. it. Right, Love for it. one night, so you lived funny, it. Funny. Well, uh, Sean Fisher has it. this. There's Okay, you know the album Paul's Boutique, the Beastie Boys one? There, when that album came out, I was hanging around with a, a group of guys, and uh, you know, when that album came out, it was like no one had heard sort of hip hop in that way before. Like it was like really, I always refer to it as like the Sergeant Pepper of the Beastie Boys. Right. And a lot of people hate it when I say that, but there's that on uh, the song "Shake Your Rump." Like there was a dance move that all like all my <laughs> alcoholic nineteen-year-old uh, friends had. And so whenever I'm at a wedding and that song comes on, I immediately revert back to like the eighteen-year-old me. That dance to shake your rump, and then Sean Fisher has a video of me doing that at the wedding that has to get posted Hilarious. too. And then when that video gets posted, I'll say this is the reason why my cousins don't speak to me anymore because <laughs> I was completely ripped, and I was at my cousin's wedding, and I was at bugging the DJ, and then the DJ said to me, "No, listen, the bridegroom <laughs> told me specifically no rap music." And first of all, I was like, "Rap music? Like when was the last time you heard someone refer to hip hop as rap?" I don't just. I, um, I don't hear I don't hear the words rap music very often anymore. It's uh, you know. Do you get that for the blooper reel? <laughs> Added to my collection, Victoria. But anyway, our, our good racists will call it rap still. Okay. Well, it was like <laughs> so I had to, I had to, I got my iPod, I gave it to the DJ, he played Shake Your Rump and the dance floor went from about 40 people at this wedding to like 
zero. Like everybody got off the dance floor except for me. It's in the me in the middle Check of this big one. ballroom Check. dancing Check. to That's shake good. your rump. And uh, this uh, woman comes up to my girlfriend at the time and just leans over and goes, oh, my God, you must be mortified. <laughs> the fact that I'm this embarrassment now. And, uh, and my girlfriend was like, no, no, he does this all the time. I'm more puzzled by the idea that a wedding DJ has uh, deep tracks into Paul's boutique available. <laughs> yeah. he didn't, uh, no, he didn't. I had to go get my iPod and be like, here it is. I got permission this for this one song. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you actually intercepted the... I had uh, to go, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. I had to bring it. It, it meant a lot to hey, me. Hey, man, sometimes you got to hear the song you want to hear. Exactly. That's how iTunes uh, yeah. lives on. And, and what did I say? Dave? Uh, and sometimes when you're in the right place with the right people... Dave, uh, Darren's talking to two you. Two Tickets to Paradise by Eddie Money is the best song in the world. It's a great one. Yes. Okay, you can all, I just want to make sure you all can hear me. Should okay, yeah. Now we can wondering because there might be a problem here. Wait it doesn't so mean Dave's going to stop talking, Darren. Oh, I know just that. Trust me. When any money is talked about, it fucking has to be st- continued. I know, I know. All the way through, all the way through. I would have jumped into a whole half hour. Eddie money, money is like, Eddie <laughs> Baby, money means something. to me. Eddie money means something to a Yak Yaks comic, because every night when we finish our show, we hear, yeah. take me home tonight. I don't want to let you Have you seen the commercial with Eddie geez. money? He's looking rough. He's looked no. rough when he was. He's not. I don't watch now. commercials. I have PBR. Sorry. He's uh, not money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna come in for the break, and then uh, I'll say, "Hey, uh, you did know, you big... tweet that?" The Ramones selling their shit at Starbucks. Oh, it just it's seemed, so weird, man. It is weird. Like I was like, I was ordering a, like a a grande americano, and uh, I just I picked up the Ramones. I think he's wrong. Well. Yeah, it was just like, here's your punk rock glue-sniffing music from the late 70s, yeah. and this is where I'm buying it, but it's just that generation of like, Next oh, that's so convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you guys got oh, it. We're just, just going to do it. It's 20 seconds, just a commercial, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody, this week on Anything Goes, we talk about a guy in New Zealand who had an eel up his ass. Okay, sorry. Let's do it again. I didn't know if I, I didn't know what order things. It's one, two, three, right? It's always, it's always one, two. I thought you were next. It's not always one, two, three. Okay, let's stop. Stop talking. Stop talking. (laughs) Stop. Hey, everybody. This week on Anything Goes, we talk about a guy with an eel up his ass in New Zealand. And we have the very, very funny Mr. Jay Okerson. Big Jay Okerson in the studio. And we talk way too much about balls. And I try radio um, with my glasses on for my first time ever, which doesn't really help when you're doing the radio. And now I can just see these two dildos I work with. We're going to do that again. All right. You got to shorten it up. Ready? Every time, every, every time. fucking time, we're gonna start around in a second, and he's to, what a fool. He's very musical. Well, you, you mentioned Mike McDonald. Where am I supposed to? Well, go just that? keep your eye on the clock. Man. Exactly. Is it that hard? It is that hard. For Don't Dan. come in here and start being more professional than me, Christine. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not a high bar to reach. <laughs> fucking a foot of my baby can reach that bar, Dave. Are you just Darcy Michael? Yeah, there's no fucking ass. Why do I screw that up all the time? Because you're an asshole. Because you're high. Maybe I'm just uninformed. I, uh... Oh, I like the way my voice sounds all smoky. (laughs) Smoky and sexual. What's up, motherfuckers? Um, yeah, it's, uh... It's just my first two names. 
Uh, Darcy Michael. And Darcy Michael, yeah. Yeah, I dropped my last name because no one could pronounce it. Well, what was your last Can name? Can we talk about that? Not on the air, but I'll tell you right now. It's uh, and so I was like, I always went by Darcy Michael since I was in, uh, whoa. Oh, that was Frosty, right? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No. Uh, I'm a little sick, no, no. so I apologize. Oh, no. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I can't hear anything in here. I was just talking now. Okay, oh, there, there we go. Now we oh, now we are. Okay. Yeah. Too many voices. Too okay. many voices. Moving <laughs> in my head. That was the uh, Daniel Johnston EP, I think. Too many voices. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen uh, the... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the Devil and Daniel Johnson? Yeah, it's amazing. Top five rock doc of all time. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Am- like, oh, man. I watched that in like... Um, Really small parts on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, no, yep. it was no. There was a website. There was like one website that had it, and it wouldn't load up. But I was like, I will watch this in five minute increments. Oh yeah, because it's that good. Oh, that's a great one. All right, we ready? Was, uh, well, okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna come in from the break, Dave, and then yeah, okay, okay, all right. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't say uh, what the this is the week of. That's fine. Don't worry. Oh, about okay. It. <laughs> we're not that professional anymore. Well, we should start trying to be. Yeah, I understand, Dave. Can we have this conversation another time? 